0: it's a day for giving i'm gonna get me some a day for sharing the Austin 316 says i just ripped your a time to tell that special someone how you really feel
1: i hate austin this mcmahon i know you hate my guts and i feel the same way about you
0: austin mcmahon a steel cage WWF saint valentine's day massacre live on pay-per-view fucking rotten. Is that Vanilla Ice? Yes. With his his greatest track, I Love You. (laughs) So good. Didn't you have a made-up character once called Joey Sexy who had an album called I Love You? We did. Mike and I, uh, well, Cajun
1: Man and I did a series of uh, skateboarding videos. And uh, we also had little interludes and one of them was the... um, at the James St. James show, and so one of his guests was was uh, Joey Sexy, which is which was the Cajun Man's brother. He came Uh huh. As Joey Sexy, and his main song was "I Love You,"
0: Joey Sexy. <laughs> I like that because like ten, yeah, and you guys were like what fourteen or fifteen, and and as creative <laughs> as Vanilla Ice.
1: Yep. Ah. For, for a few minutes, I thought that it was the. Um, the, the, that group from Mr. Show.
0: Oh, what's that, what's that RV then? <laughs> uh, what's it? Two plus one minus one or whatever?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, fantastic. Uh, it's, ep- it's episode 162 of the Mezzanine Sleepover, and I am one of your pals. My name is Slip with Five Eyes or Slipe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm at Neganix.com. 162 episodes. Can you believe
0: that? Oh, my goodness. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that's a classic one.
0: It's true, Back right? All you know, we, yeah. we we keep getting older, and our listeners stay the same age.
1: Woo! Oh, that's right. <laughs> Woo!
0: All right. So, uh, what's what's
1: new in your neck of the
0: woods? Well, what is new? Oh, I guess we should say it's uh, the what uh, February third, but uh yes, we're we're going to celebrate Saint Valentine's Day a little early. This year, yeah, why not? Because, uh, and that's that's part of the uh, the theme of the opening of the show. But we're going to talk yes. about a wrestling pay per view that was held on Saint Valentine's Day in 1999 called the Saint Valentine's Day Massacre. Colon in your house.
1: <laughs> it's so bad.
0: It's a bad pay per view. I
1: can't
0: wait. I can't wait. So we'll get to that shortly. But uh, it's been a, it's been a week since we yes. last talked and did an yes, episode. Not two weeks. Not two weeks, so uh, I, I know that you had some things on your mind, and I also have things on my mind, um, yes. mostly wrestling related why don 't you get us started?
1: well last actually you, was-
0: you know what sorry, sorry, sorry to cut yeah. you off let's because it 's almost all wrestling, except for one thing. can I start with a non wrestling thing Yes, go ahead okay uh, so you haven 't seen Twitter tonight, right.
1: Well, I mean, I don't, you mentioned to me off air that it'll be Winnipeg Jets related. I don't, I don't see anything Jets related. Okay. Like ever.
0: (laughs) So, you know, the, the, the big story in Jets land today, right? Uh, No, I don't. So the Jets and Dustin Bufflin have decided to terminate the contract. Yeah. So they, they've, they've made this mutual decision that, that essentially they're going to nullify this contract. It's going to be done. Really? Yes. And uh, so what was
1: the whole thing with him? He, he didn't report to camp
0: or something. I don't even know. Well, there's not, not many people know what the story is, including the media. It's just lots of speculation. So everything, there's, well, there's no story in the summer. And then no. he doesn't show up to camp. And then the team suspends him. And I guess I, I say that like, you know, in air quotes, but really it's not. They did suspend him. But I think it was kind of like a mutual arrangement, and now there's rumors about that there's disputing over injuries and disputing over locker room stuff, and who knows, Ram? Or, you know, I mean, it could very well be the dude is 34 and he's played hockey for 15 years and he's just done, right? Like, no one knows. But but now, I I say that, no one knows, right? Mm -hmm. Can you take a guess as to what the fans and media are saying about this? I can only imagine. C- guess that- guess who, who, who they're upset with. Well, Dustin
1: Bufflin, obviously.
0: Yes. Yes, and the media why is upset the- with him. when like, so they of-
1: terminated his contract. His- he's no longer on the books.
0: That's correct. So why would they be mad at him? I don't know. He's not playing. Uh, because he hoodwinked the Jets into doing other things in the off season that ended up weakening their defense is the logic. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know, man. It's
1: so pretty fucking flimsy. I mean, they're, if you want my opinion, and my opinion doesn't mean a lot because I don't really follow it, but if they get out of that contract, they're fucking lucky
0: because uh, the, dudes, the dude's getting old. So I'm not. I'm it's not.
1: I'm
0: not naming names only because I don't really pay attention to these fucking media people's names. But oh god, I can only imagine who it is. There, there's there's two. There's two. So one guy with the Free Press writes uh, writes a story, and in his tweet, he's like, "Well, uh, Bufflin saved his last hit for Winnipeg Jets management." Oh. But, okay. But then apparently the headline was something about like Bufflin, like sabotaging the team or like some sort of like real kind of like shitty thing to write. And then the dude is like, I don't agree with that. We don't choose our own headlines. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But even better, even better. There's a writer for the Winnipeg Sun. Oh, God damn it. Who's been taking like a lot of, a lot of slagging and, and has his own opinion about the Bufflin thing. But you know, one of our, one of our, you know, uh, an old, an old Twitter guy who's been critical of the Jets, you know, frequently. I think you know who I'm talking yes. about. Uh huh. You know, has some commentary, and this reporter goes back to him and is like, uh, "I forget what the term is that they use on Twitter, but basically the term where you're all trying to like at the person's employer." oh the reporters all going back he's upset yeah because he's like he's upset about the guy all disagreeing with his articles and like making fun of of the media stuff and this fucking reporter went after him
1: fucking worst it's the worst fucking fan base it's the worst local media just just dog shit and terrible
0: the, the guy started at it and i i honestly like i i had of course i had to chime in right but, but but honestly, like I was trying to be the voice of reason for the guy. I was like, look, like we make fun of the media for being really soft yep. in Winnipeg. Yep. But I was like, dude, like you need to relax. Like you're you're yep. going Well, it makes you look even more soft. Like, well, but also like professionally, you're and going to you're, yeah. and professionally you're going to a bad place, right? Yep. Like it's just it's not good behavior. It's not smart, and you you see this all the time with these people who like lose it and then they just keep going. They don't stop. Yep. And it gets worse. I don't I mean, know when
1: to just like shut the phone off.
0: I wasn't there Maybe one Twitter for a few days. Wasn't there some guy that you set off over like Patrick Kane years ago that worked for TSN?
1: Yeah, some guy on TSN was you know because I said <laughs> that Patrick Kane is a probable rapist. I didn't say he was. It was uh-huh. just I was saying it was probable. I mean based on the stats he probably did. I'm not saying he did, but he was probably... And the guy, like, 15 tweets about, like, how women entrap men, and it was like,
0: holy shit! Yeah, Like, it's, like why? Just stop! Like, it's like, you need to stop. Like, you need to stop saying this stuff.
1: Like, I don't really know who you're carrying water for when you're doing this kind of stuff. I just don't understand. Like, I get it with the media, right? They want to maintain their, um, their, uh, you know, True north iron grip on them. I mean, True North has all these outlets by the fucking balls. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, like, I don't know. It's almost like anything you read from them. It's like, yeah, take it with a grain of salt. I remember when the media in this town with the real Jets, it was fucking, they were bad and and everybody talked about it (laughs) and no one cared and no one worried. And everybody called out management and everybody called out, you know, that bullshit ownership. And, you know, like it was, it was no punches pulled. And now it's just like fucking, uh, you know, as soft as uh, as toilet paper.
0: Everything in the, the city is soft with True North. Everything, and uh, oh, you yeah. know what? And it's 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 just a matter of time before they like the Jets pack up and leave town, and True North won't give a fuck because it it, it feels like like you know they want to run this hockey team, but if that doesn't work, look at what they've got from this team now: a mm-hmm. whole like office building, condo, hotel complex, a, a fucking casino. You know, probably more development coming downtown. Tax breaks like crazy. They'll always have that arena. Mm -hmm. You know, eventually they'll want another one. I I mean, yeah, amazing. But, hey, 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 hey. They did uh, come out uh, last week and say that uh, they're lowering the price of beer. And only, only raising ticket prices by 2% next year. Only.
1: (laughs) Oh, well. Well, great. (laughs) Though I did see, uh, because I always get uh, emails from them because – they begged me to buy tickets. Because for a couple of years I bought tickets once in a while. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, you know, telling me about all these great deals that they have on Tuesday nights.
0: Oh, I saw that. I
1: just fucking i just fucking deleted it. Like I I just don't care.
0: <laughs> Wonder when it'll be time for like, two two for Tuesdays. <laughs> <laughs> Getting tickets at Max. I know, right? <laughs> Fucking amazing! So, anyways, that's that's the uh, the, the non wrestling talk. Jets, what what our fans uh, yes. love to hear. Uh, yeah, of course. All right, uh, tell me about wrestling.
1: All right, so uh, uh, the Royal Rumble, WWE Royal Rumble, was uh, what
0: last Sunday. It was. Right? It yeah. was not yesterday. Yeah. It was the no, Sunday it was before. The week, the week before. Yes. yes.
1: And so, um, and I I don't watch a lot of WWE. I've said this on the show before. Uh, in December. End of December, I watched an episode of Raw. It was fucking terrible. Like, the fucking worst. I'd seen in a long time in anything wrestling related. Um, but, you know, I thought I'd check in on it. And uh, I checked in on the Rumble itself. Uh, we were in Florida. And so I, you know, on the network, got it going. And uh, I watched as, uh, I gotta say, that first half of that Royal Rumble was the best Rumble I've ever seen.
0: Oh, the Rock last the second era?
1: half was a fucking snoozer. So... <laughs> Um, and then uh, we watched the women's Rumble match uh, Saturday night, this, this past Saturday. And uh, I got to say, I, I quite enjoyed it until uh, until they trotted out Kelly Kelly and Santino, Tino, Santino Morella. Yes. And then I was like, this is fucking bullshit, man. <laughs> like, what the fuck is that all about? Well. Kelly Kelly giving stink faces? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Well, they want to trade. They bring out Santino Marella in drag as a joke, and it's like that's not funny. It wasn't funny when it happened, but anyway. So I, I give it. Uh, I just I wanted to say this is that Brock Lesnar is the fucking best. Uh, that guy, anything he does, completely watchable, and uh, that. 13 dudes in a row, eliminating them was fucking magnificent.
0: There was a guy that asked Dave Meltzer in, in one of their mailbag segments is Brock Lesnar, like the modern day Andre, the giant (laughs) and Meltzer was kind of like, maybe like, you know, kind of like a special attraction, not always around, uh, like fiercely protected, always like made to seem super important. Yeah.
1: Well, that, that does,
0: that does make sense in terms of men, he's the only thing in wrestling that's
1: drawing right now outside of maybe like Okada in Japan. Nothing is drawing. That's a serious, serious draw. Nothing is drawing. As a person, just one
0: person. He's, I mean, I I don't think anything is drawing, honestly. Like, like there may be some things that, that keep things afloat, but nothing is drawing. It's no way. No, the numbers aren't going up. They've just cut back on house shows. Like, the only things that the WWE are making money on are Saudi shows and television. Yep. Everything else is losing money. Their their stock. Oh well, what a transition. Ah, <laughs>
1: their, a good segue. Tell their, us about stock.
0: Their stock got crushed on uh Friday. Uh it was like our after hours, right? So yeah. uh they they fired their two presidents, you know, their co-presidents, board members. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. This was done after hours. And their stock, which at one point in time was close to 100 bucks a share and has been floating yeah. at about $65 a share for a while now, yeah. in like two hours fell to under 50 bucks. Oh. And, and it fell again today. Uh, and they have, an er, they have an earnings call on, on Thursday, like their annual earnings uh-huh. call, and so much discomfort right now. And they don't think that people are going to be livid. Like who knows what they're going to say? (laughs) Who knows, right? Like it honestly, like who knows what they're going to say? The the network numbers are down. They've cut back on house shows. Uh, Merch is down. Everything is down. (laughs) Yeah. And again, it might
1: be time to stop running three brands and have a roster of 250 people.
0: Well, (laughs) you'd think,
1: right. I mean, and focus like you'd, you'd think that would be what you would do.
0: Uh, but my my main comment about it. And unfortunately uh-huh. like days have passed since this happened. So yeah. I don't I don't have the abundance of material okay. that I had at the time. Uh-huh. But between the comments on Twitter, oh god, and the headlines from some of the articles like yes. from like more legitimate news sources. Yeah. <laughs> just can't take wrestling seriously. No.
1: I'll put a headlock on their earnings or something. <laughs> Go.
0: WWE stock gets body slammed by executive shakeup. <laughs> yes. Including, here's the first paragraph. The news just keeps getting worse for World Wrestling Entertainment, and WWE investors must feel like they've been choke slammed and dragged <laughs> to hell by universal champion Bray the Fiend Wyatt. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, WWE shares slammed oh, God. as two executives lose titles. <laughs> oh my God.
1: <laughs> they all lost matches.
0: WWE, uh, or sorry, McMahon forces WWE executives to tap out after earning slip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So those are, <laughs> those are the news sources. And then like on on uh, on Twitter, yeah, it's just it's just nonstop. They all have they all have things where it's like the WWE stock price this week with Shane falling off the cage, <laughs> yes. <laughs> or one where you have the graph, like the line graph, and then the stock drops, and it's all <laughs> Randy Orton giving a big RKO to the <laughs> to the stock yes. price. It just so much. One one guy was like, I guess you could say their stock hit rock bottom. <laughs> of course, I <laughs> you, love it. You know, it's it's fucking amazing. Like it's a serious business story, but no one takes this business seriously whatsoever.
1: Oh, no, I know, right? Well, and you know what? I think I think Vince McMahon is going to be is not gonna have a good twenty twenty.
0: Because well, he's got
1: that 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 I'm gonna say guaranteed to be dog shit football
0: league starting up, doesn't he? Uh, it starts in like a week. I know. Did you There was a really good tweet about that today. Someone was like, so their their one of their slogans is football isn't over? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can guess what the
1: well, what the joke is. Over.
0: That's sure. Yep.
1: God damn it, that's great. Yep. They seriously use that tagline?
0: <laughs> uh, and football ex-
1: isn't over? Yep. Because they mean like football's not over Because even though the
0: Super Bowl's over But yep. oh Jesus that's fucking great Yep that's what oh. they did Like just such a lack of thinking My god uh, So anyways that's the uh, That's the stock price story And now uh, I think there's one more wrestling Or another thing you wanted to talk about
1: Yeah you know And I don't want to keep going off on WWE So I'm just going to go off on WWE fans for a little bit Please So people are upset And, you know, WWE fans, they tend to get upset a lot when, you know, Orange Cassidy is brought up. (laughs) Now, for those of you who don't know, Orange Cassidy is a a wrestler in AEW.
0: And he's, you know, quite
1: over with the fans. And he's, you know, he's primarily comedy. Explain the the gimmick while I go grab some water. (laughs) So Orange Cassidy um, is kind of like he doesn't care about things. He just comes to the ring nonchalant, hands in the pockets, you know, wears jeans in the ring, uh, you know, keeps his hands in his pockets at all times, does like the worst kicks, like he's not even trying. And, you know, he can wrestle and he's, you know, on the, on the, uh, on the independence, he does, you know, he can bust out a match, you know, when he kind of gets out of his not caring mode. But in AEW, he's primarily a kind of side character.
0: Yeah. And he's hilarious and he's awesome. Yeah. They're using him properly, right? Like you can't, you can't really have him do full matches. No. Unless he. And then he gets
1: his comedy. And he's treated as comedy. Wrestlers don't sell his terrible kicks. They look at him and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And it's funny and it's awesome. And so whatever. But of course, he's fighting somebody. Who's he fighting? He has a match coming up on the, on the indies. Is he named Minoru Suzuki? Yes. So of course people are all upset because, you know, you can't have comedy. With, the course, Suzuki, of course, plenty of comedy clips of him in Japan wrestling a robot mummy, wrestling, like, like riding a bike into someone during a match. Yeah, he's, well, done, he's, like done, that, right? yeah, he's
0: done plenty of goofy shit.
1: Yeah. And like, so, Minoru, like, really, Minoru
0: Suzuki, just for people that don't know, his gimmick is uh, he used to do legit MMA as well. Yeah. And his gimmick is that he's like a fucking stone cold, like, psycho. Yes. And, and he pulls it off really well. Like, when he comes to the ring, uh, remember, like, um, if you watched uh, when, when Cyrus would announce and Cyrus would fucking run away from, the, right. uh, from, the, ta- from the commentary table? That's because Suzuki was coming out. And if he that's got right. near Cyrus, he'd try to beat him up. That's right. That's so, right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Got it. So anyway, so they're having a match. And it, it's not even, it's not in, in AEW. It's not in WWE. So, of course, you know, because WWE fans and also Jim Cornette fans, Uh of course, you know, are all up in arms. And I love this whole thing that WWE fans hate comedy wrestlers unless they're like WWE comedy wrestlers. And then it's okay. I know. You know what? It doesn't make sense. It's like comedy is comedy. And these guys are like, I want to see an ass kicker. It's like, it's fucking pro wrestling. (laughs) Like, we all like a good ass ass kicker. I agree. But you know what? Do they all have to be the same? I've never understood this. And you know, it's these same fucking guys that go off. They're like, Oh, Kenny Omega. He's too theatrical when he like runs the ropes. Right. Cause Kenny, you know, is super graceful and he's got like a style. Right. And these guys all hate it. They're all like, Oh, he's got jazz hands and they're all mad. And it's like, fuck, watch the other shows. There's plenty of people like this, but it's like, it's only okay. If the guys you like do it, I watched this women's rumble and this Nikki cross was like ridiculous. And I was like, this is, I like, you know, I like the mannerisms, but they're totally over the top and stupid.
0: I, I like how but, they say they're too theatrical when the product that they love the most is 100% scripted. Yes. And every character, like, yeah. I, I was hearing a good point made about Roman Reigns, who they've been trying to yeah. get over for years, right? And like, like Roman decade. Reigns, Roman Reigns, like, seems like a pretty good dude. He's a good wrestler, yeah. right? Yeah. But they're like, He's an
1: okay, wrestler.
0: Yeah, but they're but they're like I mean he's acceptable. He's not shitty. No, he's not. And and but but then the question is like yeah, but what what is it about the guy I'm supposed to like? Like the way that he's presented as a character. What do I like? And the the well, he's only big dog. The, yeah, exactly the only thing you know about him is he calls himself the big dog. <laughs> and it's like why why in the fuck would I care about that? <laughs> But but that's yeah, the that, thing, and like, you know, or they'll have other characters where it's like, oh, you have to be crazy, and, uh, you know, you have to have a foot fetish, and, like, like that's, yeah. that's the only thing that they're allowed to have, and sometimes it's comedy, and sometimes it's serious, but it's all scripted, and isn't that theatrics, too?
1: Yeah, I, again, if, if it's not your favorite doing it, it's not okay. And so I just wanted to point that out, that wrestling fans are ridiculous, and, like, who gives a fuck? If somebody, you know, when they run the ropes, kind of telegraphs their run with a little skip, like Kenny Omega. Or if they do a comedy gimmick that gets fucking over, and they're not being put over as a legitimate badass. Or if they are a real ass kicker, or they're a guy like Brock Lesnar, who barely ever shows up, but you know, when he does, people care. I don't get why people are get so upset about... these wrestling shows not being 100% tailored to their exact specifications. Like I know that in AEW, not everything's for me. I don't like the Dark Order, but you know what? I'm not going to fucking bitch and complain about it all the time. Yeah, It's not for me. That part of the show is not tailored towards what I like. So I watch it or I don't. But I'm not going to sit and bitch about it and fucking at the, the actual people on Twitter and get mad and have a fucking podcast where I rant about them every single week. Like I just don't understand why you want to see it be worse
0: than it already is. I just think. Because the business is terrible right now. You just have to decide on, like, if, if the product is giving you enough of what you like, I, I'll watch it. And if it doesn't, it I don't. And if you want to watch what I don't want to watch, I don't care. Yeah. Things are not for everybody. Speaking and of you that. Know, I, oh, yeah. That,
1: listen, I don't watch WWE because I don't really want to watch it. So I just don't watch it. Uh, and I'm not on Twitter every day talking about how bad it is. Uh, when I watch it, I'll talk about how bad it is. <laughs> like, I watched the Rumble, and, you know, I legitimately, those two Rumbles, and one was good, and the other one was great for a bit, and then it sucked. That's it. <laughs> you know? Like, it doesn't... I'm not going to sit here and talk about everything that bothers me about it. I don't watch. Anyway, that's a bit of a rant for today.
0: Um, Fucking wrestling. One, one last, like, little non-wrestling thing. When I say, like like, what you like and don't like what you don't like... Did you watch the halftime show of the Super Bowl?
1: I did not. I only caught the la- the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl.
0: So, but I heard all about it. Just so many people upset about how sexy it was.
1: <sighs> Jesus
0: fucking Christ. And be, like people were like Why? my, my kids are watching. So I watched it. And like, yeah, like there's there's, you know, it's it's a sexy show. Like that's what it is. Is it more than like other things I've seen? On television, on prime time, like, yeah. no, no. They're like, the, the the NFL should deliver something a little more family friendly. It's like, why do we want fucking Teletubbies running around like <laughs> during the halftime? You're watching show?
1: dudes launch their heads into other players. I know for sixty minutes, like literally concussing themselves to win a, to win a ring, and that's and the way the way women are dressed is what bothers you. Come on, Big the time. way they're dancing, like, come on.
0: I mean, the, the one thing that I liked about the show that, that, that I noticed, like, for, for once, and I'm sure it's happened before, but, like, really this time around, for real, like, yeah. more than I've really seen it before, was that this was a show dominated by women. Yeah. Like, just, there was probably, I'd say, 75% of the performers, and obviously the two main performers were, were yeah. women. And it's like, you don't always see that. Yeah. So, I don't know. And, well, and, that's it was, what,
1: and then, you know what, you have to get to the root of what people are mad about because it's not just women.
0: Uh-huh. It's
1: latina women. Uh-huh. That's the other thing too. Did you... And so then you start to dig down into what people really don't like.
0: You know what's funny though is that so I'm watching this show and and uh and I like it's not it's not, you know, Lopez and uh and uh, Shakira. Like obviously yeah. it's not what I listen to all the time. No. But they put on a fucking like amazing show. Like really yeah. really really well done like, uh-huh. like like yeah, like spectacular show. Yeah. And Uh, but there's one part of the act where it's all, they bring out kids. I think one of them was one of their kids. I forget. I think it was JLo's kid. Uh Um, but one of them is like singing and there's like a chorus of kids and they're all, they're all like in sweaters with the American flag. Yeah. And I just thought, of course, right? Like we have to, because they know, they know, right? Like they know that people are going to be like oh little little too uh little too mexican for my liking so they have to like exactly. splatter the flag in there Ugh. A little too puerto rican yeah i know
1: even though puerto rico's part of the states
0: i know so anyways <laughs> uh, anyways that's well, why they you know what
1: i don't get it it's like uh, and we're mad when i saw i did see one tweet where some guy was like they should have college fucking like marching bands it's like they want people to watch
0: yeah, I know, right? It's
1: like they want people to watch it because if you're not going to watch the game, at least you can watch the half show. Give a little something to the non-fans who are watching it. And it's like it's a whole experience. I Again, I don't get why everything has to be what you want it to be. This, it's like fucking six hours of coverage. You can't handle the half hour that isn't just for you? Yeah, Don't fucking get it.
0: <laughs> you get football all day long. Yeah. Like all day long I after, after a whole season of football.
1: Yeah. It's like you can't wrap your mind around this isn't, t- and we could, we're could. we going to talk about this when we talk about fucking Star Wars when we get to finally do our review, it's going to be the exact same thing every single thing wasn't exactly how you wanted it to be, so you're mad about the whole thing yes, it's like fucking shut up
0: <laughs> should seriously we, uh, should, we talk it, it. should we talk about a wrestling show that wasn't everything we wanted it to be oh, I can't wait to make fun of this,
1: <laughs> it's going to be so great, and again you know, if you liked it, great I would stop listening right now because we're going to talk about how bad it was.
0: Uh, so do you want me to give the tail of the tape? Have you got? What have you got in front of you for notes?
1: I've got the Observer and my my brain.
0: Okay, i got the Observer <laughs> and I've got, I've got the Wick Eye. Excellent. So this we're going to be talking about today is WWF's St. Valentine's yeah. Day Massacre, colon, in your house.
1: Still when they're calling it in your house, back mm-hmm. in 1999.
0: This is the last one. This is the in last one. Yeah, the twenty seventh and final in your house pay per view event. It took place wow. on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth, nineteen ninety nine, almost twenty one years ago. Uh huh. In Memphis, Tennessee, at the Pyramid. Yes, uh, I love how the Wikipedia page then tells what the title of the event alludes to. <laughs> Talks about oh, like you. the actual it's massacre. Valentine's Day. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> uh, the attendance at this pay-per-view was 19,028 fans, uh, according to the and I believe, according to Meltzer, yes. Yeah. Uh, and there was uh, just under 18,000 paid attendance. They made uh-huh. $316,000 in The Gate, which broke at the time Memphis Wrestling Records, another yeah. 143000 in merch. So... They were essentially approaching about half a million dollars in terms of how they did on this show. It's it's 1999, and the company is white hot at this point.
1: They're at their absolute peak, uh, you know, in terms of uh, being popular. And they are at one of their... I would say, looking back, if I go through kind of the years that I watched wrestling, like, I would put this one of their, you know, one of their low points in terms of... uh, I I don't even
0: know what to say. I'm going to say quality just overall because it's pretty it, – it, this is Russo-rific. Uh, did you – did we do the Royal Rumble 99? We did. We've done Royal Rumble 99 and we did WrestleMania okay. uh, 15. So we've,
1: we've bookended this show.
0: Yeah, so if you want to hear what became before and after this show, uh, go to our archives because we've reviewed the shows before and after this one. Yes. Um but yes as you said this is right smack dab in the middle of the Vince Russo booking. And you know what? Like there's a lot of badness on this show, yes. but it's certainly not the mess that WrestleMania was in terms of booking. Oh, no. Like no. this no. is this is more problematic in terms of like the quality of matches and and maybe like the storylines leading up to said matches, but in terms yes. of like overbooking the show itself? Yeah. Um I mean there are there are moments for sure, but yeah. it's certainly not uh, a complete fucking mess.
1: No, WrestleMania was was you know just so far out there in terms of you know rewatchability. It's 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 almost you know impossible to watch it now. Uh, this wasn't you know, I re- I texted you. I said this is dog shit, and it is. But you know, I I'd rather watch this than WrestleMania any day of the week. So did, did we
0: watch this? We watched
1: it at your place, I think. Did we buy it? I, we must have, because I remember watching this in your basement we, on on uh, Beaudry Bay.
0: We bought this show. I know we bought WrestleMania fifteen.
1: Yeah, we went and, and Royal Rumble ninety nine. We were at Cafe House.
0: Yes, we were. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm sure we I'm sure we bought this on pay per view.
0: All right, then I can't. We believe bought, bought a
1: lot of we nineteen ninety nine. We bought a lot of pay per views.
0: Yeah, well, my wrestling was hot. It sure was. There's no news on here. Well, I we think. had jobs and stuff too, you know. <laughs> we, had, we had money to burn, brother. Yeah, money to burn. <laughs> I'm trying to see. There's nowhere on the Wikipedia page that talks about pay-per-view bias, so I, I have no idea. I'm assuming that this show did pretty well, though. Yeah, I would assume so. So, I mean, even though it's a B show, but whatever. Um, do you have any general comments before we get rolling into this?
1: Not really. Um, I mean, this is the... Um, this is kind of where, you know, it's kind of like where Austin McMahon kind of comes to a peak, right?
0: Kind of. And it kind of
1: should have just kind of ended here, and then it, it kind of went away for a bit, and then it comes back. And you're like, enough, right? I kind of feel like this is the peak. They have the match, and that should be it. But, of course, it would go on for another, like, three years because um, that's what wrestling does. You can't just have something good and then end it. It's all you got to keep going back to it and going back to it and going back to it which is what they would do but this was this was a nice build of two and a half two years about just over two years of austin mcmahon a tremendous storyline and uh no a, a, yeah no a year and a half and so uh you know this to me felt like a good end point it of course is not but uh, that's too bad
0: uh there were some dark matches on the show
1: Uh, yes there were
0: there were three well there was one dark match and then two matches that were broadcast on sunday night Heat. sunday night heat that's right so in the dark match that nobody saw and with an unknown time in terms of how long it took yeah this is interesting too much Mm -hmm. later to be known as too cool brian christopher and scott taylor defeated the hardy boys that's right like
1: months before they would debut properly
0: yeah. Uh, and then in the heat matches, Viscera, who was out there with Midian, defeated Test, who was out there with Big Boss Man by disqualification. <laughs> Two minutes and 20 seconds. Yes. And Billy Gunn with Triple H and X-Pac versus Tiger Ali Singh ended in a no contest at 40 seconds.
1: Well, and you know, like just so everybody knows, this, all these were airing on a TV show that aired on USA before the pay-per-view. So there was angles going on and things like that.
0: So you have an hour-long TV show with three minutes of wrestling <laughs> to sell a pay-per-view. So that's cool. Uh, it's amazing. All right. Uh, should we get into this? Are you eating chips? No, I'm just finishing my chips. Look buddy. at you sneaking some chips in. <laughs> oh, I'm not eating chip. chips. Chips. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, all right. So oh, let- oh, oh, I have one other thing. Yeah.
1: Did you? It has nothing to do with anything, but it's wrestling-related. Have you seen the latest picture of Hogs?
0: No, I have not.
1: Where he's got a, like, a big white beard. He looks like Macho.
0: Does he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. He didn't diet at he Black. Was in, N-W-O he was though. in Kissimmee,
1: Florida, like um, last week.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And, uh huh. And there was a picture of him there at some thing, at some giveaway. And he had
0: a fucking white beard, just like Macho did, like before he died. I just typed in Hulk Hogan beard 2020. <laughs> <laughs> that's a hell of a bound. Holy shit. He's like sad to hooks. I love how there's a picture of him with like a towel over his head. Like, what's he doing? I don't know. Also, like, you can't look like that when you're that age. My God. Like, just like that. Like, the way he's dressing? No, just the muscles. Like, that's not. Well, oh, I know, right? Like, that's, there's no way that that's done naturally. Steroid. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, let's get into it. St. Valentine's Day Massacre in your house, as usual. Um, I've got notes. We've got the Observer up. We'll, uh, yep. we'll compare our ratings with Meltzer's. Yes, of course. And away we go. So it's St. Valentine's Day Massacre. They don't even say in your house. They just put it on the title.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah, it's... I mean, in your house was this, like, concept in, the, in 1995, right? Where it was like, we're going to do... Uh, we're going to go to monthly pay-per-views and for the, and for the ones that aren't our big fives, these are going to be like two hours long. They're going to be at a lower price point. And we're going to call them. we're going to call this first one in your house because we're giving away a house. Yes. And then for fucking four years, they're all in your house,
0: but they None started- of them. they're
1: giving away houses, but they're just keep calling it in your house with that stupid fucking logo, though I would love to have an In Your House t-shirt.
0: Like they, so they they called it In Your House and then, and then they started attaching names to the show. Yes, that's right. And, yeah. but, but it was still like In Your House was the name of the show. Yes. And then all of a sudden it kind of flipped and the yep. name of the show was the name of the show, but it was also co-branded as In Your House. <laughs> because you know, if they don't have In Your House on there, you're going to be like, what is this? I don't understand. Yeah, what is like, this?
1: I, I'm waiting for In Your House. Yeah. You know WWE and their brands.
0: So it took forever to take the In Your House thing off of it. And by the time it got to the end, again, they weren't even acknowledging it was In Your House. It looked like any other pay-per-view. It was three hours long. It cost the same as everything else. And they finally just dropped it and gave these pay-per-views, a lot of them, really bad names.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, this at least is, you know, this is a decent name because it's got, you know, it's St. Valentine's Day. This, of course, is under the retired pay-per-views on the WWE Network. Is there, can I ask you this, is there a worse, and I'm, I'm talking specifically about Apple TV, because I don't know what it's like on, well, and I guess it's on the app, too, or on the website, but is there, like, a worse way of grouping fucking shit than on WWE Network, everything, where you can't even, like, go year by year? Everything got terrible. Like, like all of a sudden, so, it's like, you gotta go by pay-per-view, and then by year. It's like, you can't just go... Okay, every pay-per-view, let me at least go year by year. Couldn't you just give me year by year, show by show, month by I could just go through a year and watch four shows and then a pay-per-view? Like, I don't understand.
0: Here's the best part. So what happened was they had a company that they were doing the network with. Okay. And then they dropped the company no and i think they're going at it either either going at it on their own or they've got some other like you know company doing it and that's why there was that drastic change to the network the thing that gets me is like you know how to do it how it works like you were still it's not like no one was paying attention to how it worked yeah. like you can't just like copy what was done before i'm sure I, there's I, no like copyright rules on how you set up a network I
1: don't know why you can't just have a one tab that's year by year.
0: Because the network, the way it was when it first launched, fucking worked. It was it was you go really to easy. And at least it'd be by
1: year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it makes no fucking sense to me. It's like I at least like it's nice when you go to the WCW pay per views because it's year by year. I can just look at every pay per view that happened in that year. I go from the fucking 2001 all the way down to 1982. And I can just go year by year and, and side to side. And it's fucking easy. But the WWE per views, I got to remember the fucking name. And I got to remember if it's retired or not. And then I got to go click on it. Then I got to go through each year and find the one that I want. So this isn't, supposed to be,
0: this isn't supposed to be a rant about this network. But as long as we're on the topic. Yes, please. <laughs> like everyone has abandoned the network. Its, it's numbers are, are dropping and dropping and dropping. Yep. And to me, it's like you have, you have two things that you can give to people that, that they would want, right? Yeah. Number yeah. one is live wrestling content that you uh-huh. can't get anywhere else. Yep. Um, pay-per-views and, and, and for a time, NXT, not anymore. Maybe some yep. other specials, that kind of stuff. And number two is old fucking nostalgic content. And there's so much of it from every wrestling federation that's still not up there. And this, oh, I know. this Network's been around for eight years or seven years.
1: Yeah, it kind of should be populated by now.
0: It should just be full of the stuff. Like, why? Are, why do we only get superstars for like half a year? Yeah, I don't know. You know, like and and you got to You know what?
1: I I got to think that the whole NXT thing. It's like you know, like you got to feel that some of that is them going to back. You know, getting kind of off the network.
0: Yes, it totally is. they're just is. on
1: USA, right? All just so they can go up head to head. Yes. With it, with another federa- mm. with another, with a new federation, trying to show them who's boss. That's, it's like you didn't need to do that.
0: There's speculation that that could be one of the reasons why these two execs got fired. Is that that's one of the decisions because it they didn't they, they failed all around right they didn't yep. they they didn't put themselves on uh on USA Network to pop a huge rating and make a ton of money they did it so that they could cut the audience. Yeah. for AEW into a possible competitor. Yeah. To a possible competitor so that AEW would get canceled or wouldn't get renewed. You know, like that was what their goal was. And in the end, AEW did get renewed. Yeah. You know, it's on the air for four more years and they took a live piece of content off of the network. Probably like the second most important reason why people keep the thing or had it.
1: Well, it's true. Right. Because if I think about like, if I think about even just yourself. I mean, I know you were watching it all the time. Of course. And yeah. it's like, you take that off your network, and it's like... And again, it's so petty, because it's like, they literally weren't competing with you. I know. Like, they literally weren't. They, 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 they came out, and they, they, they weren't running against you. They weren't running pay-per-views against you. They, weren't, they were staying away from your WrestleMania weekend, all that. But they're like, oh, let's take them. And you know what? And they've been, and they've been smacked around. They've been smacked around on Wednesday. Well, and you know what? Like, and and it hasn't. It's like, yeah, their numbers aren't bad, but WDBE's NXT numbers, if you look at just straight up audience, it's not the audience that 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 people want from their TV viewers.
0: Well, and quite frankly, like, and it's WWF that was the people who initially said this, even though they don't operate that way. They're you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And on the AEW side. Right now, you just need to you need to survive. That's all you need to do. You just yeah. need to hold, and they're holding just fine. And what will happen over time is yeah. now they've got a little bit more money, yep. and they're not going to snag every free agent that's out there. You know they've missed on a few yep. already, but they're going to start getting some. Yep. You know you're going to get. You know you got a toehold right now, and you just have to survive and build off of that. Yep. And it doesn't mean that everyone's going to pour over there in a month. But I'm sure that within the next two years, you know, you're not going to get everybody, but you're going to get a couple of of major signings.
1: I think one of the keys here for AEW is that they don't have this fucking, you know, uh, you know, stockholders to uh, to have to uh, always kind of uh, um, answer to. Right. They got they, they got their owners and they got TNT. Uh, who all seem to be happy right now, but it's not like you get every you know something happens all of a sudden. It's like oh, stockholders going to be mad. It's a whole different dog, I think. Wow. I mean, I feel for a lot of you know, uh, you know. I don't feel for Vince McMahon, but like it would it would kind of suck to be in that environment, right? Where it's like everything you know, stockholder and dividend driven.
0: I don't know. The only thing for the talent in WWE that's that's good news is that most of them are getting paid nicely now.
1: Well, yeah, I did, re- I did hear that, that, that one of the big things was they were really happy, is that now they're getting paid well. And it's like, well, good.
0: You know, even though some of them are getting paid to do nothing, but. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know what? That's their choice, right? Exactly. Like, if, you're, if you would rather take the check and just be like, fuck it, like, I may not be creatively happy, but I'm comfortable. Like, that's the number one thing. So, you yeah. know, I, as a fan, I don't like it. But as somebody that wants people to do the best for themselves, fucking go for it.
1: Yeah, why not? So yeah, so that, uh, how do we get over St. The-, Valentine's so Z- the network? That's St. Right. Valentine's Day
0: Massacre. So yes, <laughs> 1999. So um, the ne- anyway, the network, so hard to find
1: these this fucking shit. Let's move on to the pit.
0: Video package opens the show. We get Michael Cole and Jerry Lawler on commentary. Classic and- video package too, right?
1: Like so- the classic 90s, late 90s, WWF. It's all got, like, the, the, like, old video clips.
0: Yes, in black and white. Mixed in with big, with very good moves. Uh, they say that there will be closure to the Austin McMahon situation. There isn't. Like, the next pay-per-view, oh. it's still going.
1: Yeah, and the next, and the next, and then there's the higher power, and then it keeps going, and then it keeps going. Then they team up. Then it keeps going. Uh,
0: match one. Yes. Gold Dust against the Blue Meanie, who is wrestling as Blue Dust. Blue Dust. Uh, tell us when about i saw the... this
1: when i saw this i just i just was like Ugh. i you just put your head in your hands you're like fuck not because i didn't read about this before i went i kind of went in just cold i was like all right let's just see what this is all about because i hadn't watched this in fucking years and it was just like oh no no please this you is know, you know it's like wcw it was like when i would watch these paper it'd be like every show would start like with a cruiserweight title match and i'd be like all right, you know, like I'm kind of sick of seeing the same match over and over, but like at least it's good, or it's like even back go back further, it's always Johnny B. bad, but it's like all right, you know, it's not going to be terrible, but this I'm like, oh, come
0: and, on. and this is the one thing with Russo where every person has to have some sort of story, like everyone, yeah. even the non. Can't just have a
1: match or two guys have a confrontation. There has to be an elaborate storyline.
0: Uh, so in this case, the storyline is, let's see if I can get this right. So Goldust is uh, an eccentric wrestler. He's an enigmatic,
1: sometimes bizarre.
0: a bizarre androgynous. <laughs> he, wears, he wears a full gold bodysuit and acts sexy. Kind yes. of, right? This is Dustin Rhodes, by the way. Yes. Uh, so that's his gimmick. It's been his gimmick for three years at this point. Yes. The blue meanie is this is this fat idiot who used to wrestle in ECW <laughs> that has, like, blue hair. <laughs> and, fat
1: idiot. I love and,
0: and he likes blue things, so he's the blue meanie. But for some reason, he's decided that he, too, must be wacky. Yes. So he comes out to Goldust's music, and he's wearing, like, a, a big gold wig and, like, this yeah. this fucking disgusting onesie. <laughs>
1: Well, it's like – well, there was a, a, like a kind of a thing, right, where it was like Goldust was his mother or something. I don't even remember.
0: Ugh. But it was some kind
1: of bullshit kind of storyline. Just stupid.
0: Uh, so, yeah. So Blue Meanie is, is being wacky and stole Gold Gu- Goldust gimmick. They have, they have this history video that they show. <sighs> and all I said about this was they had things in this video like Naked Blue Meanie. Gil- so, it's gross. Gilberg. And at one point, Goldust going outside of the ring and having blue paint dumped on him. Well, you know,
1: like this Uh, is seriously, you watch Raw and this is what you would see. uh,
0: There is a moment. I don't have much about this match, but I do have a couple of spots. Yes. One is when Blue Meanie is doing a leg lock on Goldust and then he pretends to hump the leg. (laughs) He's a Hulk Domo. (laughs) Uh, There is a point in the match where Goldust hikes up Blue Meanie's onesie and spanks his bare ass.
1: Terrible.
0: And eventually, the Blue Mini goes for a moonsault, but Goldust gets out of the way and then hits the curtain call.
1: Oh, the curtain call. So it's like some kind of a slam? Yeah. Like, really, it's a slam.
0: And then he uh, kicks Blue Mini in the balls after he wins the match. He gives him shattered dreams. Uh, I said that this was awful, and I gave it a dud.
1: This wasn't funny. This was minus five stars. Uh, I'm giving it that. I don't give a shit. It wasn't entertaining. I didn't care. And you know what? Kudos to Dustin Rhodes. Cause I all care about that guy right now. Like fucking 21 years later. And he's, and he's all old, but like dude had probably one of the best matches that I saw this year with his brother, yep. uh, Cody at, at double or nothing. And it's all, when I see him, I'm like, Oh, it's fucking Dustin. Let's see what, let's see him go. Cause he's, you know, he's enter- you know, he's entertaining and compelling, but like what a testament to him. Cause this is fucking bullshit.
0: Uh, so bad. By the way, a match where they tried comedy. Of course. Uh, this match was three minutes and seven seconds long. Meltzer gave it minus one star. Minus one star, yes. Uh, it does not get better as we go to match two. Uh, this is a hardcore match between Al Snow and Hardcore Holly.
1: Is there anything worse than hardcore matches when you're watching them back?
0: Yes. I, I mean, sorry, no. <laughs> no. they are They are so fucking boring. So... Hardcore Holly's music's all fucked up. I don't know if that was an overdub or if that's just they're trying some stuff out. But I don't know what the hell was going on with his music.
1: There's weird things with his music because his music was not written by Jim Johnston, right? Yeah. Like, it was, it was stock music. Uh, Same thing with the Hardy Boys. That's why sometimes when you would, like, hear, like, um, sports packages on Sports Highlights, you'd sometimes hear Bob Holly's music or the Hardy uh, Boys. Because <laughs> it, st- it was bought from, like, a, a stock music uh, supplier. So, yeah, so that
0: might be why. Uh, we get uh, unprotected chair shot to Holly's head. And then finally the match has started. And then they make mention that Road Dog, who is the hardcore champion, yes. is injured and had to vacate the title. So the winner of this match is getting the belt. <laughs> yep. Uh, Lawler, right. Jerry Lawler's voice is already shot. I don't know what happened to him, but he's lost his voice. King is the worst. Uh, We get brawling in the audience, and I mean, we've been at live events in 1999 with hardcore, and it's so fucking boring to sit there and watch. You just sit there. Well, because they brawl. So here's the thing, and I've I've written a bunch of stuff which I can talk about, but yes, I have one kind of narrative for this match. So, Mm -hmm. as I believe most of our listeners will know, yes, we had a backyard wrestling federation around the same time. Yes, we did, and. We, had, we were
1: right in the middle of it at the
0: same time. Yeah. We had our own like hardcore matches or false count yes. area anywhere matches. Mm-hmm. And so. The, we well, had one literally like four weeks after this. So here's the problem. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You decide you're going to do this false count anywhere match. So you're in the ring. Yep. And then you decide you want to do a specific spot. So for example, you want to throw toilet water on Mistopheles. Yes. Right? Or in this case, this spot that they really want to do is they want to throw each other into the Mississippi River. That's right. The problem is you have mm-hmm. to get there. You have to get there. And you can't just walk there. No. So you have the to match- brawl there. Yeah. So the match ends up just being <laughs> a lot of walking and throwing people into things and hitting people and hitting them with shit for like fucking like 15 minutes.
1: And literally, you could have just done an angle where the one guy's out enjoying a walk yes. near the Mississippi River, and the other guy attacks him, and they have a match, and but, they get thrown into the river.
0: So that's what this match ends up being. They brawl out of the arena, out of the backstage area, into the street, across to the river, through a forest. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm surprised that none of them fell into like a syringe. <laughs> uh, the, and by the way, also, when they're out here in the forest... The lighting is so piss poor, because it's oh, the yeah. middle of the it's night really in the winter, right?
1: No one thought of, like, popping, a, 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 you know, multiple lights onto it, or have someone with the light. It's all dark.
0: Terrible. So they eventually get to the river. The payoff is they both fall into the river for, like, what, five seconds? Oh, yeah. Good and good that, that water had to be so disgusting. Oh, I can't even imagine. Uh, Al Snow says all these stupid, wacky things. So Al
1: Snow, for those who don't know, is like he's crazy, and talks to himself and a plastic head.
0: And so, Fire foam head. at one point in the match, head. he hits he hits uh, Hardcore Holly with a telephone from a payphone, and he's like, "Reach out and touch somebody." Oh my god! Like shit, like that. So, anyways, do you remember how this match ends? Um, Bob Holly
1: wraps. Uh, he he wrapped up Al Snow in like some fence.
0: Yeah, so like that's some steel mesh, like chain link fence. That's that's the illusion that they tried to create, but it didn't it didn't come off that way. So like like, I'm, I'm, so, I, like it didn't it didn't quite work. Okay, so I think that the illusion they had in their head is imagine like you got this long like fencing. Yeah, and I lay, you, up like and a I lay you down at the edge blanket. of it and I roll you up like it's a carpet, right? Yeah, exactly. But like, this, like an old cartoon. Yeah, but in this case, it didn't happen. Instead, Al Snow lies on the fence. He gets the other part of the fence draped over him like it's a blanket. <laughs> yep. And then and then, Hardcore Holy has to pin him. Al Snow has to fucking flop his legs like he's powerless.
1: Like he's powerless. <laughs>
0: uh, so Hardcore Holy scores the pin. He wins the match. Then we have to watch him walk All the way back to the arena (laughs) The fucking camera follows him The whole way And it's Bob Hawley It's so fucking boring There's
1: there's nothing about him that's interesting He
0: has to do him and the refs have to do like this little jog So that they get there as fast as possible It's fucking embarrassing And then after all this mess They all go back and there's a shot of Al Snow Still in the fence pretending like he's trapped (laughs) That's right uh, you know, and
1: listen, we we in our backyard federation did a had a little a did a, our own little show our own little event um, a month after this where we had a Falls Count Anywhere match or a Texas Death Match or some bullshit. No, it was Falls. It ended up brawling all around, and uh, this match did not have the classic uh, smashing the guy with the door and then have him fall with his face squished against the window of the door, all sliding down, which was tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> so that match was better than this.
0: Uh this I gave minus two stars. That's a
1: big fat uh I I, I said dud, but I will concur with you.
0: It was pretty bad. Uh Melcher gives it one star.
1: One star. Uh
0: he na- thinks the guys worked hard. Next we have the Undertaker. He's addressing his ministry of darkness.
1: So this is uh during uh <laughs> Undertaker.
0: <laughs> Undertaker uh, at this point is not, no longer a zombie, he is a cult leader.
1: Yeah, so The Undertaker began as a, um, like, I guess he started out as an, you know, he's The Undertaker, so he's presumably, when he, when he debuts, you think, okay, he's a living guy who, you know, embalms corpses yeah. and, like, you know, get, prepares bodies to be put into coffins for funerals. But then it's soon revealed that he has magical powers and that he's possibly undead. But so, it, you know, the whole... He's the Undertaker. Kind of makes no sense. No. But that's okay. I can look past that. Uh, So for a few years, he's undead, and and he has magical powers. He cannot be defeated, but he can be if his urn is missing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And then at some point, he turns bad again. He was bad, then he was good, then he's bad. And now, yeah, like you said, he's a cult leader who is still kind of undead. But he's a bad guy, so he can be hurt a little more. Because, you know, you can't have a bad guy that can't
0: be injured. And, yes, he, is, uh, he speaks in tongues. But in this case, he's addressing his little posse. And they're all, like, around one of those little, like, cylinders with fire coming out of it that, that hobos hang around.
1: Yeah, it's like a barrel, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a dirty old barrel with fire in it. Yes.
0: So that's spooky. Yeah. Uh, we get match uh, number three. Big Boss Man versus Midian. Oh my God. So where do I start? Number one, Big Boss Man is in, in Vince McMahon's corporation.
1: <laughs> yes. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. I mean, back then I was like fucking big boss man. But you know what? That dude had a good second run. You know, just he was he was a he was a side player, but you know what? Like he uh he he probably had a, a good little run there. He had the the tag team titles and the uh, did he and the hardcore titles and uh he uh you know, kind of the, um, the uh, spiritual precursor to Roman Reigns with that flak jacket that he wore in the ring.
0: <laughs> you know who didn't have a good run, first or second or third? Midian.
1: Midian, that's right. Not this, not, not pig, not naked
0: Midian with the fanny pack over his junk. None. None. Um, so the number one problem with this match is that these are two heels. Like, it's too, that's that's it's, your number one problem. I thought the number one problem is it was fucking big boss fan <laughs> in Midian. So th- there's two heels who are yes. in two heel factions that are fighting with each other. So no one cares. Well, yeah. See,
1: so the, so the Ministry of Darkness are feuding with the corporation. And so while you're supposed to hate Vincent Man, you're also supposed to have sympathy for him <laughs> because The Undertaker is doing dastardly deeds.
0: <laughs> Midian is wearing sweatpants. There's no way around it. He's got fucking sweatpants. He's
1: got black sweats on, absolutely.
0: He carries a glass jar with formaldehyde and an eyeball. <sighs> there's never any payoff to what that is. No. No, there, there's not. The announcers try to convince us that Midian has elevated his game now that he's in the Ministry.
1: Which is not true at all, because before the Ministry, he was a tag team champion.
0: Uh, lots of kicks and punches. Bossman finally gets the advantage with a low blow right in front of the ref. Uh,
1: that's that's 1999 WWF
0: right there. Um, so many low blows. The crowd, <laughs> the crowd chants, "Bossman sucks," and Bossman sells it more than any movie staking <laughs> in the match. Yep. Midian's offense is basically biting and choking.
1: It's so fucking boring.
0: Uh, and in fact, the crowd chants, "Boring." Yep. As Bossman does his standard move set, and eventually Midian gets caught in a sidewalk slam and loses.
1: At least we got to see a Bossman slam.
0: Uh, I call this a dud.
1: Oh, that, that's minus, That's a minus uh, two stars.
0: Uh, minus one for Meltzer. Six minutes and 20 seconds. After the match, the, oh, yes. the Ministry of Darkness comes out and surrounds the ring while Bossman's in the ring. And then, to make it even more absurd, the lights all go out and the Undertaker makes his entrance. Yes. Like, he just does his entrance and then stands in the, uh, stands in the aisle. Stands in the aisle, yeah. Uh, they end up kidnapping Bossman and taking him away.
1: Well, you know, to, uh, presumably to sacrifice him or something.
0: I guess so. For one of
1: their evil rituals. (laughs) Jesus. Uh, match four. Oh, and Dave Meltzer looks like comment that he would, might be Viscera's lunch. Because Viscera's
0: fat. (laughs) All right. Match four.
1: Ooh, we get a, we get a, uh, WWF special.
0: A what? A what? Sorry, you cut out.
1: Just tag teams that are just like two guys. Ah,
0: excellent. So Mark Henley and Henry and D'Lo. Yes. Are taking on Owen Hart and Jeff Jarrett, who are the tag team champions. Yes. You don't
1: want to piss off Jeff Jarrett.
0: Uh, Now, Raw, which is usually on Mondays, actually occurred on Saturday night this week. So the night before the pay-per-view. That's right. And at that pay-per-view, or at that Raw, was the debut of Ivory.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. So she's here with her scarves.
0: Yeah, so she is in storyline apparently banging Mark Henry. Mark Henry, who is... And Ivory, of
1: course, uh, at that point was a a seasoned veteran of, of glow, I believe.
0: Uh, Mark Henry at this point is in his sexual chocolate gimmick, and his gimmick is that he wants to fuck everybody. <laughs> uh, Ivory That's says,
1: "The thing, right? It's like, it's like these all these wrestlers that like it doesn't matter if you don't get over at some point. They're gonna try and put you as a sex maniac,
0: uh,
1: put you in some silk pajamas, <laughs> or like you know talk about how much you like to fuck everything. It's gonna happen."
0: Uh, Ivory says that if Deborah, who is Jeff Jarrett's valet, interferes in the match, she will rip Deborah's clothes off. This, of course, is a running storyline with Jerry Lawler on commentary.
1: Oh, my God. I mean, Jerry Lawler's at his absolute lowest point.
0: He wants at Deborah to interfere so light. that she gets stripped to her bra and panties so that he can see them and jacket. <laughs> uh, yep. the, the only baby face in this entire match is Deborah.
1: That's right. They're all heels. Uh,
0: they get the heat on Owen to start, um, but he, uh, I wrote here, he gets a bulldog on Delo and then tags in Jacette. <laughs> <laughs> the champs eventually get the heat on Delo. The commentary is so sloppy. They're both talking over each other, and the oh, king yeah. is trying to make bad jokes with his horrible, raspy voice. Oh, that's right but one thing that he did say that made me laugh is at one point when Owen was in the ring he said, Owen isn't wrestling with shadows anymore <laughs> Yes, a dig at a video a documentary that came out about Bret Hart
1: that's right, Bret Hart about Bret Hart and the Montreal Screwjob this of course, we are um, a mere couple of months away from the demise of Owen Hart
0: we are uh, hot tag to Mark Henry, uh, who can only go for so long because apparently he has a knee, a legit knee injury. Um, yeah, but he uh, he does uh, a couple of punches, but then he misses an avalanche, and again, missing this avalanche is the most painful thing that ever happened to him. He's just down selling so hard.
1: Yeah, I've never understood how missing an avalanche hurts more than hitting the avalanche.
0: <laughs> so there's uh, Ivory and Deborah end up getting into it on the outside. So the ref has to leave the ring. Of course. To deal with two non-participants fighting. Yep. At that point, um, Henry has got uh, Jarrett in his clutches. Yes. But Owen comes in and hits Henry in the guitar, or in the leg with a guitar. In the guitar. In the guitar. Hit his leg out of his leg. Yep. And uh, Jarrett wins with a figure four. There's fucking guitar pieces all over the ring. The ref's all, He just gets
1: again. It's 1999 WWF. What What do you expect?
0: Uh, I and so uh, the uh, I, so I was about to say the heels win, but they're all heels. They're all heels. Uh, and then uh, Ivory uh, ends up pulling Deborah's top off, and Lawler is so excited.
1: Well, because she comes to the ring in a blazer with a just a bra underneath. Ugh. It's uh, like that Seinfeld episode where it's all the lady all wears the bra and and nothing else but a but a jacket and a bra and. All the all the men all get so distracted.
0: <laughs> I just like though how so Deborah is super upset because she gets this blazer pulled off of her. Meanwhile, her gimmick is to step up onto the apron and take her blazer off. So,
1: at the yeah, I, I totally agree. And you know what? Listen, at the risk of sounding you know chauvinistic, you look back though, and you're like, they're pushing Deborah as this sex symbol, and it's just like, come on, <laughs> uh, like seriously, like like listen, I, I mean. Late '90s WWF, uh, you know, pushing all that sex appeal. I mean, there's some limited appeal there. <laughs> I'm uh,
0: sorry. We have uh, Meltzer giving this one star. I gave it two stars. I think just because it juxtaposes. I think it was the
1: best match I'd seen. All. all. I mean, listen. Anytime you get to watch, uh, you know, ten, almost ten minutes with Owen Hart involved is good for me. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh, two stars as well.
0: Nine minutes, thirty-four seconds. So. They tell you, fans, that if you send in your cable receipt to the WWF, you'll get a free magnet. Nice. <laughs> of course, this is totally done to build up a mailing list. Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, if you listen to Pritchard, he talks all about it. Everything's about the mailing list.
0: Uh, they do a video package of uh, Val Venus against Ken Shamrock. <laughs> tell Val us- Venus. Tell, tell, us-
1: tell the listeners about Val Venus.
0: Uh, Val Venus is a porn star. He made porno movies. But now he wants to see how uh, things go for him in the squared circle. <laughs> so even though we're at a point in time where we're supposed to be like, these are real people, no more gimmicks, this guy's a porn star. Uh, yes. He likes to he likes to uh, fuck women who are involved yes. in the Federation, often yes. when they are relatives or wives or girlfriends of other competitors. Of course. And to humiliate uh, his, his competition he will have a a, a, a a female who his competition cares about involved in a porno with him. Yep. Um, and so, of course, these women have no minds of their own. No. And so they are, they are you know, they, they have no say in this. Val is just exploiting them, and the, his opponent is mad. Pretty much. Now, in this case, the uh, woman is Ryan Shamrock.
1: Yeah, the the the, uh, the in-storyline sister of Ken
0: Shamrock. That's right. So Val is doing pornos with her, and Ken Shamrock is not happy. <laughs> because, of course, because she's Ken Shamrock's sister, he owns her. But, of course, also, Ryan Shamrock, in this storyline, is in love yes. with Val Venus. Yes. In course. love with the porn star, who we know womanizes. Yes. And like brings her out to the ring with him and is immediately with his mic like hey ladies hey ladies you want to suck my cock <laughs> <laughs> always with some sort of innuendo so anyways Val comes to the ring with Ryan Shamrock she looks like she has no idea where she is i don't know if she's nervous i don't know what's going on yeah, but
1: i don't know man you know it looks like you know she's either fucking coked up or whatever i don't you know i'm just going to assume that she has little to no personality and uh and you know just really has no idea what to do out there uh she would uh what later go on to be uh uh in in uh in wcw as the uh manager of the maestro
0: oh yeah i have no idea sure i think so uh one thing that's one thing that's good about this is shamrock comes down to the ring he's so fucking angry oh shamrock's great uh by the way this match is for the intercontinental title shamrock is the champion that's uh, right. He is. So he comes down to the ring, and uh, then uh, Billy Gunn also comes to the ring because for some reason he's the special guest referee. <sighs> now, Michael. I Cole, hate Billy Gunn. Michael Cole talks about Ryan Shamrock's experience in WWE. Just get this, okay? Like imagine this is your workplace. He's yes. like, you know, Ryan Shamrock. Val Venus gyrated in front of her, and then Billy Gunn mooned her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's like, what kind of fucking place is this for women to work in? Just not oh, good, dude. Just pigs running around everywhere. Yep. Um, so Billy Gunn can't just be a ref. He has to be obnoxious, not no. wanting to count the pinfall, like pre- pretending like his shoulder is hurt and saying things. And of course he fucks it up. At one point he tells Shamrock that the stripes on his, on his ref outfit, he's like, these stripes aren't red. Uh, or yellow either. Y'all fucked up the color. It's fucking
1: terrible. Though
0: Those little bicycle shorts. Ugh. Those,
1: those were real Mark chew
0: degenerate. Uh, lots of moves from Shamrock to Val. Yes. Uh, there's a whole bunch of times where Billy Gunn is just in the way. Like, well, not in storyline. He's not a
1: trained referee. Yeah,
0: so he's just These in guys the way. he got to
1: know how to stay out of the way.
0: Yeah, he's just in the way of the action. He's doing slow counts and pretending like his shoulder is hurt. Uh, We eventually get a long chin lock by Val on Shamrock. Uh, So boring. Shamrock hits a DDT uh, on Val, but Gunn pulls up before counting the three. Yeah. Uh, Eventually, here's how we finish this match. Ken Shamrock gets the ankle lock on Val Venus. Ryan Shamrock helps Val get to the ropes. Yes. Uh, Shamrock... Uh, gets in her face, and she slaps him, her brother, because right. she loves mm-hmm. Val. Yep. Then, uh, Gun kind of tries to get in the middle of it, but Shamrock shoves Billy Gunn. Yep. Billy Gunn beats on him, throws <laughs> him into the ring, and then Val rolls up Shamrock, and... Fast count. And uh, Gunn gives him a fast count. This all happened in, like, 30 seconds.
1: But what, you, what we didn't mention is that they fucking... Uh, now was this on. See, because I remember. Did they edit? Because I watched this in pieces, and I I, I don't know if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm misremembering this or if this was on the original broadcast and they edited out for the network. But there was a whole thing where Ryan Shamrock, like Mister Spot, and Shamrock had to tell her to slap him. Oh, really? Do you remember that I, do not. I don't think it was on this. I don't think it was on the network version.
0: I'm trying. But to I see... believe,
1: and I'm just looking, trying to find the. Um... I'm just reading quickly through this.
0: Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, here we like, go. It looks like she yeah. forgot
1: her spot and Ken had to tell her to, loud enough to, to slap him. There we go. So yeah, I go. remember that on the show. And like fucking howling with laughter.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the match is over. Venus is the IC champ. Billy beats up on Val Venus for no reason after the match and then gives a bunch of crotch chops.
1: I wish the network kept in some of these things. Yeah, why not, so that we right? See how they actually really were presented.
0: Uh so that you know? is
1: it's like fucking uh George Lucas going back and like fixing his
0: movies <laughs> after.
1: It's like just leave him alone.
0: I gave it one and a half stars. Meltzer gave it one and a quarter.
1: Uh I'll give it a star.
0: Uh all right, so now we Shamrock get Shamrock
1: was I, I I enjoy watching Shamrock. Yes.
0: So we get to the last three matches and, and I, I have to say now, I mean these aren't classics by any means, but Oh, the show's much better. Gets a lot better. So we start off with Triple H and X-Pac against China and Kane. China, China, you big jacked up bitch.
1: So China is heel right now. Yes, and uh, she's turned on Triple H and the rest of DX, and has joined up with my favorite Kane.
0: Uh, she has joined the corporation, and she's just like, I did it for money, and everyone's mad at her. I'm like, what? Well, it's like. That's Wh- smart. Well, why else are you wrestling?
1: Uh, yeah, and we are—we're uh, kind of in the last, uh, the last uh, little run here for China before she becomes completely irrelevant.
0: Uh, no.
1: I'd say, oh, well, I guess she goes through two thousand. Sorry, she wins the IC title.
0: She goes, yeah, like she's That's, she's two years uh, away. Sorry,
1: the last. This is the last kind of year and a half.
0: Early. Yeah, uh, sure. so we're in this in-between phase where. China has turned on Triple H. Triple H is still babyface. Of course, he would go heel and join her with the yes. corporation at WrestleMania. Spoilers! And start, and
1: start wearing leather, uh, leather berets.
0: Yes. Uh, so, uh, Triple and, H... And uh, China packs. comes out to this match to No Chance, which is the best theme music she ever had.
1: Oh, so good. Uh, so good.
0: Triple H has a China shirt, which he rips off and wipes his ass with it. Uh... Shane O'Mac joins the commentary team. Yes. Uh, Kane gets the advantage on both babyfaces, and fucking Shane is so obnoxious on commentary.
1: Shane's great. I I never had a problem with Shane.
0: You know what? Because he was just playing a character. Initially, like, when he started this commentary, I was, like, legitimately annoyed. And as the match went on, I I got more and more amused.
1: Well, the thing is, is that it's like we've been listening to fucking Lawler and fucking Cole. All goddamn night. It's like something has to give.
0: Uh, so the the thing that's awkward with this match is, despite the fact that China's in it and she's wrestling with the men and she gets the beat on the men, you still don't particularly like to see the men like beat her up. No. Uh, so she gets a bit of offense here and there, but Kane is working a lot of the first start of the ma- the first part of the match, including like tagging himself in to keep China out of harm's way. And yes. I do like that in this storyline, uh, Kane is. Like protective of her, yeah. Uh, well, there,
1: yeah, there's an actual kind of element there to to his character. That, uh, you
0: know,
1: really, you don't even see very much. Uh,
0: so the baby faces eventually double team Kane, um, but then Kane pulls. I wrote <laughs> Pac, even though I can't because there's a Pac now. So X Pac to the outside, uh, but he misses X Pac when he runs uh, into the ring post, and then X Pac immediately jumps Shane, doing commentary yeah, for a huge fantastic. pop.
1: Well, they got a huge simmering, right?
0: And then the best part is, so Shane gets like kind of knocked out for a bit. He comes back to commentary, and he's he's so upset. Yep, he's all of a sudden like pouting and mad.
1: He's so good.
0: Uh, Kane gets the advantage, uh, tags China in. She works over X Pac, but then there's a hot tag to Triple H. He fucking punches China twice.
1: Yeah, it's it's. Listen, I know there's a lot of people out there who love like intergender wrestling. And that's great and all, but sometimes you watch, even back, you're just like, it's cringeworthy.
0: That's not for me. No. Uh, Triple H and Kane spill outside, and the ref follows them out. So yep. Shane attacks X-Pac in the ring, and they end up brawling to the back, because X-Pac's an idiot. He just abandons Triple H. Like, abandons his partner. Like, no wonder yep. Triple H fucking turned to the corporation. Yep. Uh, he gets in the ring, and he sets Shine up for a pedigree, but Kane catches him in a chokeslam. And, like... Is China one of the only people in the world who uh, Triple H would like give a pinfall up for after one choke slam? Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. For sure. I mean, that's even
1: back then before he was when he still had skinny mm. legs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's wrote, not
1: quite jacked yet. I mean, he's he's working on it. He's getting there, but he's got the skinny little legs. Um, yeah. This match. Yeah. The Xbox thing makes no sense. I wonder though. I always wonder when you have all these like, big turns, it's like, were they in cahoots at this point?
0: It could have been, right?
1: That's what I always wonder in hindsight. But then, knowing, How long were they in cahoots for?
0: Uh, so far, I said this is the best match of the night by a mile. I actually gave it three stars. Meltzer gave it two and a half.
1: I'll give it two, just because I hate Kane. Uh, and I hate the Bronco Buster. So there you go.
0: Before we get to the title match, they show these two ambulances waiting backstage. That's right, uh, and we get a long video package going over the history of the Rock and Mankind. At this point, Mankind is the WWF champion. Uh, uh, so
1: they have uh, so the Rock won the title right at uh, at Survivor Series yep. in, a tur- in a tournament gorilla, and then Mankind <laughs> beat the Rock for the title uh, on Raw, and then the Rock won the title back at Royal Rumble. Yes. And then mankind won the title back at what the 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 halftime heat? Yes. So I got this correct, right? And then The Rock would win the title back on Raw. Uh, uh,
0: After this match, yes. That's right. Yes. So So right now, spoiler alert! Yeah, mankind is a champion. Yes, Uh, and there's there's also a pay per view in December. Where Mankind beats The Rock by having him pass out, but then they declare that because The Rock didn't actually submit, he got to keep the title.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that, that's how the rules work. Yeah. So, uh, so when you pass out, it just the match ends and you lose the title.
0: Well, Jesus. again, the, the, you know, this, is, this is a heel Vince making this declaration.
1: That's right. So that's, that is correct. I, I, forgot to, I forgot to factor that in.
0: Because, of course, sometimes they have the power to declare things, to screw people, screw people out of titles. And other times they're powerless? I don't get it.
1: Well, yeah, like at WrestleMania, it's like Vince couldn't just declare The Rock the winner. No. Against Stone Cold. Cause he's the, because he's the owner of the company, he can do what he wants. In that instance, he couldn't do it. <laughs> but in other instances, he can. I, you know, again... If you're going to do that shit, you got to be fucking consistent. I'm sorry. There's got to be something. If you're going to do that where the guy in control can do whatever he wants,
0: sometimes you can't get things over on him because he can do whatever he wants. Uh, so The Rock is still wrestling in a tracksuit at this point. Well, The Rock had some surgery. Yes.
1: On his pectoral muscle. Some, 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 some uh, plastic surgery.
0: Yeah, he's reducing those titties.
1: Yeah, so he's wearing his... His rock, uh, uh, his rock track pants and a kind of some kind of a silk shirt, -shirt? t-shirt, V-neck t-shirt. Okay. Anyway,
0: so Foley comes to the ring, and then to start the match, for some reason, he turns his back to the Rock and lets the Rock start beating on him. I don't know why. No, no idea. Uh, This is again, it's a hardcore, like it's a it's a last man standing match, so there's no DQs. So of course, they spill out of the ring, they fucking brawl through the crowd can 't be exciting for the fans there's a great spot though where mankind gives the rock a DDT through a table, which is really yep. impressive looking yes um, yep. there's a point where so mankind is just at this point like it 's fucked up, man the dude the dude you know will have something that he can do physically like that takes a toll on him,, yep. and then it 's almost like he runs out of energy in that spot. And so, yes. so like, at one point, you know, he couldn't... He fell off the hell in the cell and, and had that match in 98. So now you can't, like, give him, you know, big falls. It's like, can't do that. No. So then he's like, okay, well, you can still beat on my head. Yes. So at the Royal Rumble, The Rock gives him all the chair shots to the head. And now he can't do that anymore. So in this match, it's just like, all right, just give me a bunch of suplexes on the floor. Yes. It's just like, it's <laughs> fucking gross.
1: Yeah, he's... Uh, listen, it's not... Uh... I'm not, like, there's... Well, it's hard. I'm not, like, a huge fan of Mick Foley matches. I'll just say that. I, like, I don't love... Especially in this time period, I don't love watching them particularly. Especially these days. Back then, they were super exciting, but now it's just like, oh. Uh, uh, the,
0: uh, the Rock, at, at one point, um, has the advantage on Mankind. And, of course, he goes to the commentary booth and does commentary.
1: Which is classic, and it's funny.
0: Uh, mankind beats him up. Uh, he then delivers his big elbow to The Rock, on, who's on a, com, on a table. The uh, Mankind comes off of the apron. Yes. Uh, again, can't be good for his body. No. Uh, I do love, though, at this point, he grabs The Rock's face and gives a little whee, squee into the camera. Yes, classic. Uh, back in the ring, The Rock works over Mankind's leg with a steel chair. Uh, and then he goes for the head. Yes, but you get the spot where Foley ducks Mm -hmm. it, and the 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 chair all bounces off the ropes and hits the rock in the head. Fucking love it. Uh, I love
1: that kind of chair shot because you all control how hard you hit
0: yourself, and it's funny. uh, We get more stuff on the outside. We get back into the ring. Uh, We get a people's elbow. They've called the stairs three
1: hundred pounds. Yes, fantastic.
0: Uh, The rock grabs the aluminum stairs that you
1: can just pick up.
0: (laughs) Three hundred pounds. The Rock grabs a mic and starts cutting promos, and then he sings SmackDown Hotel, and they're in Memphis, so the fans are all Elvis, yeah. They're all so excited. Uh, this of course ends with the mandible claw, and the Rock's got the mic by his mouth, so he's all oh, and that's great. <laughs> that is but of course, ref bump.
1: Oh, why oh, I was gonna say swine.
0: I was gonna say why do we need a ref bump? But it's because then the rock is down and the ref isn't there to count the ten.
1: That's right.
0: Uh, the rock with a low blow and a DDT, and then Mankind hits a DDT onto a chair, which Cole calls the stairs. Yes. Uh, Mr. Sako is busted out, and he's got the mandible claw on the rock, but it's countered with a rock bottom. All of these get nine counts. Yep. And then they eventually both hit each other at the same time in the head with chairs. They both get counted out. Yep. I said, an entertaining mess. The fans are calling bullshit on the finish.
1: Well, they hate the finish. It's a stupid finish.
0: Uh, three and a, I give it three and three quarter stars.
1: You gave that? That's what Meltzer gave
0: it. Meltzer gave it that.
1: I'll give it two and a half. It's fine. I don't love it. It's just, it's just, it's
0: just good. Uh, we get stretchers for both guys getting wheeled out. And yeah, they, they get, get into
1: the ambulances.
0: And they're they're carted away in the ambulance. And I uh, believe they would both be back the next night to wrestle on Raw.
1: Of course they would.
0: Uh, so we get a video package for the main event, uh, drawing out the history of Steve Austin versus Vince McMahon, which to this day is cited as the greatest feud in the history of that federation.
1: It was It was. It was exciting.
0: Uh, they are constructing the cage at this point. They don't have the pre-built cage it is No,
1: it doesn't come down from the rafters. It's the old blue cage painted black.
0: Yeah, so uh, it's the cage because it's big...
1: attitude, baby.
0: Well, they they had gone to the the like you know the other cage for some some of their matches, but in this case, yeah. there's a lot of climbing that has to happen, and it's McMahon, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, so they have go this like with the big the big blue cage, the, but you got to paint it black. The, the cage that was originally get that blue cage anymore.
0: Yeah, it was originally built for Hulk Hogan so that he could climb the cage.
1: Yeah, because you couldn't have like. Like, like mesh, because the big man wouldn't be able to get up it. <laughs> um, awesome. Because they, they, they had to have. This is a thing about WWF, and, uh, and I think it's just a thing that was always something I never understood. And for many years, even when I started watching, it was like, why would you have a cage match where guys are trying to escape? Yes. Like, isn't the point to keep them both in the cage? Like, isn't that the point? And I always felt crawling for the door. Or, or climbing over was fucking stupid. So, again,
0: dumb. Uh, Austin, of course, it's 1999, so the pop is huge.
1: Austin is fucking over. Over, unlike the XFL. <laughs> uh,
0: McMahon comes out. He's classic heel. So much stalling. Yes. You know, he's like, I'm gonna come in. Nope. He's I'm got the gonna... black tank and the fucking black jeans. <laughs> the black Levi's. <laughs> yeah uh eventually uh they uh there's a chase on the outside of the ring. Yep. And McMahon gets in the ring and then he kind of shuts Austin out. So Austin climbs from the outside like he's going to come in the ring. But then he falls off and pretends like he twists his knee. That's right. He's so, you fucking gold brick him. Yeah, so McMahon's all, you know, cocky, goes over to Austin and of course Austin starts beating the shit out of Vince McMahon. He's all, eh, eh, eh. Uh yep. At one point, McMahon gets thrown into the front row and he's getting beaten on and there's a fan that's yelling at him, no chance! (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. Uh, Of course... So good. They spill into the arena and we get brawling in the crowd.
1: In a cage match, by the way.
0: Yes. Uh, Eventually, we make our way back to the cage. They both climb to the top of the cage and you can see what happens at this point. At
1: the the top of the cage? So... um... They go to the, so where does, is this? This is the most
0: famous spot. Yes.
1: Vince McMahon takes the big bump off the cage to the table. Yes. And it looks hilarious because it's very clear. He's all doing a big leap.
0: He does a big leap and he fucking goes ass first into the the table, the (laughs) table where he lands at the edge of it and the table breaks, but it doesn't break right away. (laughs) I think Vince like fucked up his tailbone when he did that.
1: He must have because it didn't, it didn't look good.
0: Uh so at this point uh we get a stretcher, so McMahon is being stretchered out. Yes, and the think is giving McMahon a rest. Yeah, the think is about to declare Austin the winner, but Austin yeah. interrupts and he says that's bullshit <laughs> and that the yep. beating will continue. It should also be mentioned here that the stipulation in this match is that uh if Austin doesn't win it, he will have to forfeit his title shot at WrestleMania.
1: He doesn't get a title shot at WrestleMania. It, the title shot was earned by Vince McMahon.
0: Yes, but then the they, Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, yeah, but then Vince McMahon, the next night on Raw, vacated oh, okay. his title shot. And Michaels That's uh, right. said according to the rules, Commissioner, Commissioner Michaels came out. said that according to the rule book, that gives Austin the match.
1: That's right. So
0: Vince is mad. and right. then
1: I forgot, I forgot that one part. Yeah,
0: and so now they're fighting for the title shot.
1: That's right. So if, if Austin doesn't win it, he loses the title
0: shot. So Austin tosses McMahon off the stretcher. They get into the cage. And now the bell rings. So even though this whole thing takes 17 minutes, uh, yep. the actual match is much shorter. Yes, He it is. beats McMahon up and, and then is going to leave the ring to win the yep. match. But, yep. of course, as he's about to leave, Vince McMahon all gives him the finger.
1: The finger. So he stops and comes back in.
0: Yeah, he goes back in, he throws McMahon into the cage, and they get some juice. Yeah, of course. Uh, Austin spends a lot of time adjusting his knee braces. Yeah, yeah, it's very noticeable in this match. Uh, Austin is about to climb out of the cage, but again, when Vince all gives him the double finger. (laughs) So he comes back in and gives Vince a stunner. Yep. And then at that point, uh, we get a debut. What happens? So from beneath the ring, yes. uh,
1: as I thought only the dead man could do, <laughs> um comes rising is the um intimidating intimidatingly named Paul White. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: So it's it's WCW's the giant, uh, crawls up from beneath the depths of the ring, uh, and uh uh, tosses Austin into the cage, which then breaks and Austin falls to the outside and wins.
0: Pretty much. Uh,
1: Paul White, uh, you know, kind of a cool debut for, uh, you know, we're still, you know, the wrestling war is still kind of a thing at this point. WCW's not doing great, but they're not doing as terrible as they would in the coming years. And, uh, you know, getting a former WCW champion in, uh, in uh, Paul White or the giant um, was, you know, Kind of exciting at the time.
0: There are so many prob- uh, problems with this.
1: It, but yeah, it's just ridiculous. So like,
0: tell us your thoughts. So Paul White, of course, later to be known as the Big Show.
1: And one of the worst fucking names ever, by the way.
0: So The Big Show. Where do we begin? So the dude signed a 10-year deal yep. worth enormous money. The
1: guy's, like, huge. So, yeah. of course, Vince McMahon wants
0: him. Yeah, so it's a big deal to t- kind of pry him away from WCW. It's, it's still, like, there's are still... Um, this is kind of the starting point of where guys are jumping back to WWE. Yeah. Uh, so he comes out from under the ring. This is his debut. He's not been with the company before this. So he's debuting. The announcers, like, seven or eight times say, it's Paul White. And as you said, like, could he have a less intimidating real name? Paul White. And, like, people know he's the Giant. Yep. But they're trying desperately to get him over with his real name. And then, yes, his very first uh, match, the very first thing he does, he fucks up.
1: Yep. He picks up Austin. He doesn't doesn't fuck up in real life. He fucks up in storyline.
0: Yeah, so he he lifts Austin up. He throws him into the cage, but Austin, like, catches the cage like he's fucking Spider-Man. Yep. And the cage door, yeah, the cage swings open and Austin wins the match because of it. Yeah. And that's it. I, I said here, you know, the end of the match is goofy. It's all kind of goofy, this whole fucking thing. The match itself was seven minutes and 52 seconds. But they gave the fans what they wanted. They did. You know, kind of. Well, they got to have Austin beat the shit out of McMahon. I mean, really, he should have just beaten up McMahon and walked out. But I guess, you know. I mean, you know, you, give, you, get, you get him beating up McMahon, you get the extra drama, like he's, he teases leaving a few times, yeah. and then he goes back to shit kick him some more. You get a big debut, but you still get Austin winning the match. That's true. So it's like, you know what? I mean, I don't like it, but you gave the fans in the arena, and I'm sure on pay-per-view what they wanted.
1: It was fairly entertaining. I'll give it
0: that. Um, so I gave that match uh, three stars. I'd give it uh, three as well, because it was entertaining. Um, Meltzer gave it two and three quarter and uh, that's the end of the show uh, recommendation to avoid
1: uh, honestly though I you know that that main event is not is not bad
0: uh, I'd give it a I'd give it a look I said the first that's half... the other
1: thing it needs to be way easier to just pick matches on the network
0: to yes. watch I, I said the first half of this show was dog shit rotten the last three matches were fine no need to watch this
1: no no need
0: and uh, if you can
1: isolate that main event. It's historically interesting,
0: and that is uh, the WWE or WWF's pay-per-view St. Valentine's Day Massacre, which we watched. So you don't have to. There you go. Uh, what do we got? Buddy. What do we got going on in a week?
1: I don't know, buddy. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking. You know, I just came back from uh, Disney World. I think we got to do something about Disney movies. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be a good one.
0: Look at you, a Disney okay. mark.
1: I was Big Disney Mark come back I'm all I'm all fucking niied out
0: all right we'll uh we'll'll we'll, we'll do some planning don't yes. you worry fans we'll always bring you the goods
1: absolutely
0: uh, until then go to mezzanine wait go to mezzanine sleepover on Twitter yes. uh to follow us go to mezzaninesleepover.com dot com to get our archives. Uh, I, think I, I
1: think that's laps
0: okay. So what is it now? Uh,
1: it's messaging, sleepover.wordpress.com
0: Okay, to, to get our uh, back catalog of shows. I include-
1: totally missed it, and I let it lapse. I'll try and get it back. We'll see if it's still available.
0: All right, sounds good. And until next time, I am your pal Slip with Five Eyes or Slip. I'm at
1: megamix.com. Don't talk to me on Twitter.
0: <laughs> see ya. Good night.